the film series that won't die to nearly 30 movies, one house, actually several houses, and cursed artifacts. The Amityville Horror Podcast. Welcome back to the Amityville Horror Podcast. I am Tom. And I am Pat. And this week we're looking at Amityville No Escape. Get your don't get your hopes up too high. This is not the sequel to the Ray Liotta Prison Island film. We're not going to find out what's going on with that. This is a uh, found footage, mo- goofy ass Amityville horror movie. Which is before we watch, we can see that it is seventy nine mo- seventy nine minutes. Which this is a concern because generally, and Patrick, I think you'll agree with your really shitty low budget movies you want it to between 80 and 90 minutes because that usually means they didn't have enough to make it a real movie but we have enough to make a bad movie yeah 79 this is like an extra long television episode of a thing this is not even enough to make the shitty low budget horror movie I know the classical definition of a feature film is over 60 minutes. All right. Um, But that's only because it was, you know, back in the marquee days of if it was under 60, then, yeah, it was like you showed it beforehand, you had Mm -hmm. shorts and all that. Most shorts tended to be, you know, under 15, but Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, This is is not good. Yeah. This is a bad side. And there Mm -hmm. are feature films that are under... 80 minutes, uh, Army of Darkness. The the the, the theatrical The original movie. theatrical cut. Uh, funnily enough, I was watching the uh, the quote unquote director's cut last night, and I you know I this was like the old Anchor Bay release. I, I never got around, or I haven't gotten around to the Shout Factory one. Did they ever try to put together like a more unified ver like an in between one version that picks from the best stuff? of both versions and or cleans up the obvious work printiness of the director's cut? Um, the best I can think of was the original Japanese Laserdisc. Yeah. Uh, Captain Supermarket. All right. Fair enough. Because it's like, there's so much good stuff in the director's cut and uh, you want the honest... Uh, I, actually, you know, this is one of those few times where the stupid gimmick they used to have with some horror movies like The Final Destinations where it's like, choose your own death yeah. scene. That would be a good gimmick for the Army of Darkness because it depends on the mood you're in. Both of those endings are equally good. Oh, absolutely. For completely different reasons. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I guess, that, yeah, that one is kind of short. I, I was doing the thing where uh, if you cut out the... Uh, prologues of army of darkness and evil dead 2 mm. it's actually ash is having the worst weekend because oh, this all yeah. all take all just keeps going he just keeps getting flung to the next thing much in the same way uh friday the 13th 2 3 and 4 all take place over the course of maybe five days yeah which jesus the crystal lake uh new uh, <laughs> crystal lake new jersey cops are the worst because this oh, yeah. guy literally just gets up goes a couple miles down the road and murders another 20 people mm-hmm. for three days in a row. Yeah. 
And he has a hell of a busy weekend, and they're probably not used to this kind of a murder spree. But at the same time... After the second one, though, like, we get lulled into it because we, the movies have, like are released a year apart. But if you actually... So it's like, oh, it's like every year he comes back. No, this is just... He just gets up and walks and yeah. keeps going. Which means that the fourth one technically starts on a Sunday, the 15th? God, I guess it really does, yeah. 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 Oh, I never thought about it. That like, yeah, those set like two, three, and four can't be on Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, that's kind of nuts. Hmm. Oh, that's that'd be like a good triple, a good theme for the next Friday the thirteenth marathon. The ones that don't actually take place on yeah. Friday the thirteenth. The on day ones and the off day ones. Yeah, because like five. Um, they never even reference it's Friday the 13th at all. Like, no. Because Roy has only done so much research, spoiler alert, for a yeah. movie you guys didn't watch and it's 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, Six explicitly takes place on Friday the 13th. There's like the cops men right. reference it. And then Seven, Seven, you do see a, like a calendar in the background saying it's Friday the 13th. Yeah. Eight. I, I, don't forget, know. I forget if they actually do mention it. Um, and then not, can check next time I see it, but and then yeah, nine, nine, nine and ten don't. Bother. Nine doesn't matter. Three. Ten, they're using star dates now. They yeah. all oh, that. What a wasted opportunity to come up with what would the star date for Friday the Thirteenth be? Right? Huh? Yeah, because if you're leaving Earth and the rotation of the Earth shifts the calendar anyway, but there has to be some sort of a cursed space number. And the way they like in Star Trek, aren't they just counting all of the days as one? of one increasing number for that year isn't it like isn't it like the convention is like it's this the year first and then it's whatever date whatever number day during that year that they are at i don't know i know that initially they were just making up numbers sure sure and they had to figure out a system that retrofit numbers they'd already used yeah so luckily there were nerds. Oh yeah, <laughs> that could figure There's that. Always out. nerds. I, I mean, they they came up with the language, the Klingon language, so they they can come up with a goofy mm-hmm. ass future calendar. But yeah. a language you can even get in apps now, like uh, I think Duolingo awesome. has it. Um, I know there are apps out there where you can learn <sighs> Klingon just as readily as Latin or other languages. See, if you had said Spanish or Chinese, I would have been annoyed, but Latin. Yeah, Klingon has about as much practical use as Latin at this point. Right, and it's not an ever-growing language. It's no. not, yeah. No, it's just silly. But I did have, like, one thought that uh, about Amityville, uh, uh, the Amityville quote-unquote series of films, that it finally occurred to me that all of these movies that we've watched do actually count. There, there, there's no actual resetting or rebooting of any of this. I finally figured out what is going on. And okay. it was like the, between the last one that we watched, the uh, Amityville Terror, where the it's not the Amityville house, but it is a house in Amityville that, you know, the people in Amity, some people in Amityville have made a deal with the devil that they sacrifice the family in that house and they get to live forever. And then uh, we haven't watched it yet, of course, but just this week uh, when we were recording this, uh, Amityville Moon was released, which is mm-hmm. an Amityville themed werewolf movie or conversely a werewolf themed amityville movie amityville is castle rock okay all of these things are happening not like they're they don't have to be tied to the house 
the town of Amityville is cursed. And so not only are there people doing bad things, but things are just attracted to this town, I think, at this point. So all of the cursed item movies are more coming from Leland Gaunt Needful Things Could rather be. than the Friday the Thirteenth series thing. That we yes, kind of been like that. About. That would be the, the the version that we use. But yeah, it, it just all of these movies. We don't have to find like the unifying logic is just the town of Amityville is messed up and hard. They're like, Amityville is a hellmouth. Amityville is Sunnydale, where things right. just terrible things just happen in this town. And each of these movies is just another iteration or another uh you know peek into what is happening in this yeah. particular section and because of the supernatural element of it that's why continuities can shift to yeah. that house can rebuild it on its own just like i left this thing on the counter now it's gone ghost moved it kind of exactly yeah exactly and so this one god this is amityville vhs isn't it um, either Amityville VHS or maybe Amityville Blair Witch. Mm, fair enough. Which, I mean, VHS is just uh, Blair Witch short films. Basically, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. We're, we're Six and one, of, half, another, the half a dozen of the other. Yeah, the found footage horror, um, which we've already talked a little bit about on but we had that episodes. one. Yeah, yeah, we had that one. Man, man, if we can get another crazy eye guy in this found footage one that would almost make up for the annoying kid that was making the found footage art. Yeah. Just terrible. Still haven't watched that new VHS one. Neither have I. It just came out as of us recording this. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, I like the, the I like the previous VHSs. So, yeah. you know, I'm on board. I think two is probably my favorite. Uh, Two's pretty great. Yeah. Three gets a lot of short shrift. Uh, I thought there was more good in it than not. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially like the skateboarding one was a lot of fun. Like fun. it, it yeah. had like a like the same feel as like the one in number two, where it was like the GoPro bicycle Pajama. guy. Yeah. It's like yeah. yeah, this would be like a bunch of dirtbag kids making a thing, and oh god, something is happening. I don't know what, and it's terrible. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, but now that we've spent almost uh, half of the running time of the film we're about to watch <laughs> talking about other things, let's get into that movie which we are watching on. Uh, we are watching this on Amazon. Uh, this was a rental. It's not available included in any of the services, but it, it is available to rent. <laughs> and we're watching this one in October. They're actually having a sale on a bunch of horror, but unfortunately this is going to be posted well after. But, you know, keep an eye yeah. out for upcoming sales on your Amityville Classics. Indeed. Jesus. And we're back. That was pretty good. Yeah. Like, this is definitely, this is the VHS edition of Amityville, mm-hmm. as we're cutting between two found footage uh, tapes, one in the quote-unquote present year of, 2020, of 2016, mm-hmm. and then another in uh, 1997, yeah. which uh, the 1997 one is about Lena... Moving into the Amityville house and sending videos to her deployed husband, mm-hmm. which we'll get into. And then in 2016, George and his sister and friends are making a documentary about fear. And so they're going into the woods adjacent to the Amityville house. Yeah, he tells them this is a documentary just about fear. We're going to go out in the woods and tell some scary stories that's it, except that he has this ulterior motive 
that he wants to get them to the house. But he doesn't take them to the house. Like, right. he takes the sister, we'll get into it. It, yeah. it. it doesn't make any sense. But so, yeah. Yeah, so we open with Lena, uh, whose name we don't get until well into the film and only through the subtitles. Yep. Uh, Who's captioning for the win? But, uh, yeah, she's going around the house, and it's pretty clear this is the first time she's been in the house after having purchased it. Uh, she has never seen the inside of this place because she's surprised at a lot of what she's finding. Yeah. Uh, some of it's just how much junk there is in there, and you know, there are piles of crap left from previous residents. Yeah, I, I want credit for figuring out before they address it in the film. Like, it, about 20 minutes, or yeah, 20 or 30 minutes into it, it, it dawns on me that, uh, that, like, in the Amityville movies, the family left and never returned for their uh, personal effects when the families do survive. And so it was like, oh, there's all this clutter because the house, the people left all their stuff. And then when Lena later find, like goes to the library and uh, finds a book on the Amityville house, they always mention, oh, they always leave their stuff. The frustrating thing about this being a podcast is you can't see me do air quotes as much mm-hmm. as I would like to for all of the things that are, we're going to talk about in this movie. Yeah, but your inflection usually hits it. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty expressive. But meanwhile, in 2016, all of our uh, intrepid researchers are meeting up at, I guess, George or his sister Lizzie's house, and boobs abound. Yeah, the uh, the cameraman Simon, Simon um, gets a sneak shot of Lizzie, the one friend. Yeah, uh, in the shower. Not cool. Yeah, and obviously she gets mad. Everyone else gets mad. Yeah. Uh, then they go out to the pool, and George and his girlfriend Sarah mm-hmm. just start making out, and with very little effort or, pro- or provocation, George just takes her bikini top off. Mm-hmm. And they keep making out on film, then Lizzie gets in the pool and is talked into taking her top off. Yep. At which point she, why was this, why is this okay, but that wasn't? Oh, it's called consent. So, yeah. very nice. Yeah, I, yeah, I appreciated it. It was, you know, Simon is, Simon is terrible throughout this whole film. Yeah. But uh, sorry, Amityville devo- uh, devotees. There is no actual incest in this one. There is only the brer- the, the briefest of possibilities of incest in this one. Yeah. While, uh, while Lizzie and George are in the pool together, their brother and sister. Um, isn't this weird that you guys are so close? Like, well, we used to take baths together as kids. That's that's yeah. about as much as they touch yeah. on that. Although at one point, like Lizzie does refer to, like, say, like something like, "What are you talking about, bro?" And it's like, "Oh, that is coded language at this point." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Because not because I go on Pornhub. Shut up. You're weird. Anyway. Yeah. It is a weird trend. Like, <laughs> it is a weird trend. I don't trend. know that anyone really is into that as the story so much as, well, these are the only ones you're putting up. So, Yeah. It's, it's like form follows function sort yeah. of thing. Or uh, like the Ouroboros. It's like eating yeah. its own tail. But that's not anything to do with this. So, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. Uh, Lena's been touring the house. She finds a room filled with fly, flies. Dead flies. So we got that covered. We're, yeah. Like, again, it's... They this, are this there in Amityville. Amityville. Yeah. yeah. They're doing their thing. Uh, and the house has the Amityville eye windows as yes. well, which was a nice touch. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was an insert shot. Was uh, it really? Yeah. It, it, was, I guess it, it was, was enough of a pan up real quick, pan down, yeah. and the rest of the house doesn't look anything like that. 
no, but it also doesn't look like the Amityville. Like it's not like a big Victorian or old sort right. of thing. So yeah. it looks like like those windows on a newer house sort of thing. But yeah, it, it could have been. It was definitely more subtle than the one. Uh, the Amityville with the Spider Lady, where it was just like, here is Adobe Photoshop. Yeah. Like, it, like that one. That one was almost watermarked with the. <laughs> this is the Adobe trial. Uh, you, if you want the watermark removed, subscribe. Yeah, it's like, why did they spray paint Shutterstock on the side of their house? Exactly. Or uh, get or get. Why is Getty Images here? Like <laughs> Jesus. But anyway, so it's, you know, it's like I'm trying to like summarize the 2016 thing succinctly but like definitely everything before they get into the woods is really nebulous as to who like we have brother sister girlfriend uh simon the cameraman knows them for reasons but like i don't think they're actually friends it did sound more like he was hired yeah um he didn't sound close to any of them and then there's uh the sister's friend lisa the the uh our earth earth hippie girl who yeah is here for um, spirituality stuff yeah in contact with you know the, the earth, earth mother and such yeah. yeah and george uh, seems to openly dislike her like yeah uh, there's a lot of hostility there but um yeah they're all in a car and they're all talking about like what their worst fears are and everybody has a like just a stupid answer yeah, and then later on, uh, they're sitting around the campfire and also being asked what their worst fears are, and they open up a little bit more on actual fears. Yeah, and they um, are the worst, despite having, like, erecting decent-looking decent, decent looking tents, they are the worst campers because they just have a pizza. They have, like, a box of Little Caesars pizza for their campsite. Yeah, which I don't know how it got delivered there. They didn't bring it. They also didn't bring it. Like, you see them all in the packs because, okay, again, nebulous and weird. They're going, they say they're going, first they show that they have acquired the tape, the 1997 Lena tape, which, uh, uh, appreciated that not only in terms of film stock, like the film stock between the 1997 and the 2016 is very easily recognizably Mm -hmm. different film stock but also the aspect ratio changes for the 1997 it goes uh to the 3-4 you know broadcast television uh aspect ratio and then the 2016 is in the letterbox ratio Mm -hmm. but it's not an obnoxious switching back and forth like it's, it's a really good oh and now we're here now and I would say that uh, the 97, if it wasn't actually shot on VHS, then yeah. they did an amazing job recreating all of the flaws. Yeah, yeah just little like tracking errors or just kind of like uh, greasiness to the whole thing. Yeah. But so George makes a big deal in the beginning that he has acquired the 1997 tape, though there's no, they never ever make reference to it afterwards as if like oh we're going to, like we've watched it and now we want to go investigate it which again uh, i'm sorry brings me back to so they say flat out they're going to the amityville house and then they drive to the drive to the middle of the woods and then george says oh we have a lot of walking to do in like the next 40 minutes of daylight and he has a compass and everything and it's like the Amityville house has an address. Yeah, it's it is on a house. street. This is in 2016. There is what a, is happening here? At one point, Lena um, hears noises in the middle of the night, calls the cops, and tells us the next day on video that because we see like yeah. we see her get woken up by thuds, mm. 
Then next time we see her, she's talking about, she called the cops. The cops came out. There was nothing in the house. There was nobody in the house. She's just lonely. It's all her fault. Um, she's freaking out about it. But... Um, she, and there's know, neighbors. And they're, she they're... was embarrassed. The neighbors come out to see her in her pajamas, knowing that nothing's going on. Now, first off, the neighbors know what's going on. Yeah. Because um, Amityville. Right. And so, again, the house has to be near other people in other houses, and yet it's somehow deep buried in the woods, but it's close enough that they can get a pizza delivered, but they have to take their packs and camp out, and they keep saying that they're 100 yards from the house, which is not far. No, it is not. It is eyeline. Like, if you... um, It's a football field. Yeah, it's a football field, and... If you're in a football stadium watching a football game, you can see to the other side of the field, no matter where your seats are. And that's yeah. more than the 100 yards of the field. Even Yeah, even in the dark, even in the woods, you would be able to find this house. So yeah. it's there's this is going to be like a running issue with the movie where like the 2016 section, there's like enough of the movie, enough of the plot and enough of the characters are there that it's not bad but they are like fumbling on the goal line or just missing that one last bit of information to make the thing make sense on screen yeah it's they're basically suffering from uh late season game of thrones issues with time and distance yeah i wouldn't know because i checked out of that after season two because Uh, that show was terrible and as it turns out as always tom was right yeah yeah, you wanna you wanna give me a look and try to argue with me about Game of Thrones? That move, that show ended so poorly. We don't even talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wanted to bring it up as a bad example just now, but no, other than that, I, I mean, know you know. Yeah, it's... I'm sorry. Everything takes a backseat to Tom being right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm completely saying you were right, and I wasted way more time on that show than I should. Have. Um, it just makes me feel better to hear you say that. But where? But conversely, the the nineteen ninety seven Lena stuff is enhanced by the lack of information, like yeah. that that one, like because it's just whereas um, the twenty sixteen is kind of like a poor man's version of a Blair Witch Project thing. Mm-hmm. The, we've we've um, done some basic research. Like one guy has done some basic research, is leading a team out there. Um, you know how it's going to go. Exactly. The Lena stuff is all about this lonely woman recording videos for what she keeps refer. She keeps saying or say, addressing her husband who is deployed. Now it's 1997, so one if. Are you deployed in Bosnia? Where is this guy deployed? Mm-hmm. But more but more likely, she keeps referring to having a Dr. Stevens, which they never flat out she never flat out says is her psychiatrist. But, but it's pretty it keeps yeah. mentioning she keeps mentioning psychological issues. That husband is totally dead. He might be he, yeah. I mean, she's making these videos to feel to try to move on with her life. Yeah, wish you could be here. I miss you. I wish you could be here to help with it. Yeah, and yeah, there's there's enough of the phrasing where you can be led to believe that he's alive and off at war, or that yeah, he's Don't gone and she's moving it, it, on with her life. It is ambiguous. I, yeah. I do agree. And she never actually says when you come home, does she? Uh, yeah, no. She keeps referring to like you can do that when you get home. 
Like, oh. she keeps referring to, like, you. She goes into the basement and it's horrifying. You can deal with that when you get home. Like, she keeps mentioning, like, mm-hmm. certain, right, right, right. Yeah, certain okay. tasks that he'll do when she gets home. Yeah. Um, but it's it does play the disconnect well. Oh, yeah. It could be either. It, wor- it works very well. And the actress, this, uh, was it Julia Gomez playing Lena, is mm-hmm. very effective. Yes. And is. only moderately horrifying because she appears to have fangs. But cute ones, but very cute ones. She she's not wearing fangs, but her incisors are, yeah. are are prominent, and it was just it's both of them. So it's it's kind of it like yeah. in the first five minutes, like does she have fangs? What is happening yeah. here? Like at first we weren't sure if it was a choice, but no, it's just that she has cute little fangs. So. Yes, because like the uh, in the twenty sixteen the uh, the three girls uh, Lisa. Uh, Lizzie and Sarah all have a very burlesque performer look about them as well. And so mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if everybody yeah. was, you know, not, all part of like a cabaret or something. Yeah. Like, and not like a gaudy look or anything like no, that. No, just, no, no, um, no, 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 no. I don't know. Just, if you have like, friends that do burlesque, like, yeah. not them on stage, but them in casual wear. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Consistency yeah. sometimes. No, this is not like the property manager in uh, Amityville, no, the Amityville yeah. Terror. No, this is, uh, you know, the off days, but it's just, you know, you have a fun look about you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Lena, it's very effective watching her do all these things by herself. Mm -hmm. Especially since, like, you as the audience know that something bad is going to happen to this woman and she is alone throughout the whole thing. And you watch, um, unlike a lot of stuff, you know, found footage, the people know what's going on and they figure it out real quick or they don't figure it out in the most frustrating ways. Mm. She's going through it and only half seeing it and trying to explain it away. Like, all of her footage feels very natural and honest. Yeah, and I really, I, I appreciated that uh, they don't make up a phony baloney excuse for her to say her name. Right, because she she's supposed to. She never says it on screen. She's supposed to be addressing her husband. So, yeah. hi, it's Lena. It's like she'll say it's me. She says it's, oh, me, hey, it's me over and yeah, over I and miss over. You. And like she never says his name. No, no. Again, um, part of why because he's totally dead. Yeah, and if like, he and ever again, Dr. Stevens thing. I'm sorry. Um, he would know who Doctor Stevens is. So why yeah, explain it? Exactly. Yeah. You know. Um, the things she does explain are things that are new to her. Mm-hmm. Um, she says she goes like. She first found out that something was weird. Uh, she got a delivery, yeah. and the delivery guy was hesitant to come in. Not yeah, like completely flat out refused in some sort of, uh, you know, but he was just a little yeah. hesitant. For most for most Amityville residents, he see that we've seen in previous films. He was very normal about mm-hmm. like, oh wow, yeah. this is this house. Yeah, here's your stuff. Um, good luck. Yeah, it's kind of like being told to go up to the you know ring the. Uh, doorbell of the spider lady house in the neighborhood. Yeah. Like, he's just like, okay, yeah, sure, no, you're a nice person. And as we find out later, because she doesn't tape them having the conversation, she just gives a summary. Mm -hmm. So apparently this was a murder house, and everybody thinks it's haunted. And so that's, I guess, why we got it so cheap. That's great. Apparently the whole town knew but us. Mm -hmm. And it's just very quick. It's the summary of what we all know. We as an audience don't have to see it explained a hundredth time. Yeah, like, credit where credit's due. And I do like this movie overall. Uh, Better than a lot of other found footage things, the in-story reasons for 
the logistics of the movie mm-hmm. work. Uh, she is making these videos to send to her husband overseas to, you know, you know, give him a reason to come home. She never, she doesn't mention her name. She doesn't carry the cam, like the camera is always on a tripod. She's not, or no, it's not always on no, a tripod. When but it's handheld, yeah. it's handheld by somebody who definitely isn't a camera person. Yes. But she's not like it bringing. is then put on a tripod, which so many found footage yeah. movies just refuse to do. Yeah. And then she'll leave the room and you'll hear the beginnings of a conversation or something and then it'll cut. But it's not like she brings people into the frame of the camera for no particular reason. Right. Uh, and also in the 2016 uh, portion because they're in the woods, the cameras, the big lighting setups on yeah, the they've cameras. Got, uh, they've got little like eight by eight LED uh, mounted lights on top of the camera. Yeah. Pat- Patrick is showing where they would be on his eyeballs. You can't see it mm-hmm. because podcast. Uh, but it, they, the cameras act as a light source in the dark woods, which mm-hmm. is pretty clever. Like, yeah. like, this is good. Like, I like there's a reason why we have these and why we're bringing them along. Yeah, and in 2016, there are several times where somebody says, "I'm not filming. I'm just using the light." Yeah, which, once with some of the characters, could mean that they're lying and they're filming it for the documentary and they want to get the footage. Yeah, but it could mean that the camera turned itself on, which is something they established with the tw- uh, with the 97, 97 footage. There's a there's first one scene where you just see. Her sleeping, and something weird happens. But well, then, the camera had turned itself on. But in that's the what I'm saying. That, yeah. Like, we're watching oh, her no, sleep, and it's you know like the, oh, the camera turned itself on. That's the gag is that it did that. Mm-hmm. Then later, mm-hmm. the camera all had, turns itself on and is looking at something. Then the camera adjusts itself yeah. while she's still sleeping. Then something wakes her up. And she thinks that the red light from the camera is like a mouse or something or a rat yeah. and comes over to inspect it. And in the following day's footage explains, like, I guess I just left it on. So, yeah, the camera turned itself on. That is a power that is now yeah. part of the house, but it's put into the movie specifically for those reasons. Yes. And also... Um for most of the night ones, when uh, the camera turns itself on, there is this weird shadow moving across the room that you see as well. Right. Yeah. It is. I. Are you having trouble summarizing the 2016 sections as well in your head? Somewhat. I know. Um, what, like I remember everything they were doing, but there was not a lot of reasons for it, and or yeah. the goals were. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. I, well, I feel like the '97 stuff was a straight through line of we're watching her dealing with this new house and the problems within it. Yeah. And yeah, it, it, it go it it's much tighter. Right. Cause you want like and we get a lot of good like the thing is like the movie is intercutting. Yeah, oh, we mentioned that. Um you get a really good Amityville possession moment where oh, uh, yeah. Lena is trying on this dress that she found that's like an old Victorian style dress and uh, as she's bu- she's making fun of it to the like, camera. Like, oh my god, I look like you know some sort of 19th century mother who just, you know as probably was, and as she, yeah as she's buttoning the dress. When she finishes buttoning them, she, start, she starts acting as if she yeah. is that woman. It's like As she's buttoning, she's like, I'm probably some, you know, 19th century mother who's probably gotta make dinner for the kids. They're hungry, and I have left them with nothing to eat. 
And then she just, yeah, she just kind of becomes that woman and then just stares vacantly for a long beat. Yeah. And then she sits down on the bed and for keeps a staring. very long beat and then eventually shakes it off and comes over to the camera and turns it off. But it's just... But she never talks as herself with the dress on, which makes it even worse. Yeah. Like, like, cause, like it's not like she snaps out of it, says, I don't know what that was, and then turns the camera off. She gets up still as the Victorian yeah. woman and turns the camera off. And it's never addressed again, which mm-hmm. is just a lot of... Like, that was like a genuinely creepy moment yeah. that was like, all done. Because we never get the sense that she's rewound the footage and looked at it, or she would have seen some of the things we, the audience, see. So, yeah, she might not even know that that happened at all. Yeah. Which is extra creepy. It is. Yeah. So, yeah, like, all of the the 97 stuff just, you know, tracks much more linearly. It also was... uh, I'm sorry. Well, uh, just with the 2016 stuff, it, it did fall into more of the modern... Uh, found footage movies where let's just get some characters together, have them bicker until they start dropping off. Yeah. Um, and we're not really given much in the way of motivations for most of the characters. We're not given... Even George, the one that we have the most motivation for. It's just kind yeah. of... Like, you're making a documentary about fear for what what purpose mm-hmm. and for whom? Yeah, the dynamics are a little bit thin. Um, it's just... We're in this situation. Some, you know, some woodsman comes out and tells us, "Get out of the woods. There's animals out here. I lost my daughter in these woods." Yeah. And um, then the ghost of the daughter starts appearing, yeah. and it's very effective. Like mm-hmm. honestly, when like you're pan, like it's like everything is dark, and like you're panning around, and all of a sudden there's just obviously a ghost right there. Yeah. Even though they don't recognize that it's a ghost. Yeah, and for uh, for the equipment they're working with, um, in digital video and shooting in the woods with these LED grids, the way that they got the ghost to glow a little more, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what they used for the lighting trick, but it was a good lighting trick. Like she really popped. Yeah. In a way that uh, it's definite. Like oh, make sure you see this. And then they even pulled a gag uh, later in the film. Uh, if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of episodes, you know that we give spoilers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, later in the film, uh, one of the people is panning over and sees the ghost and is yelling, like, look at the ghost, and then pans over to George. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, he clearly cannot see the ghost that's right in front of the other character and the camera. Yeah, and that was when I started to really want the gag to be George's cruise. George, his documentary is about fear, but he is also performing an elaborate prank on all the people involved in the movie, whereas, mm-hmm. like, he's trying to scare them to see how they react like some sort of experiment. Yeah, that would have been... That, that would have been something. Yeah, it was something... And it was there was enough of an ambiguity mm-hmm. there that it could have been that. Yeah. Well, which is to say that the movie kind of... Kept us guessing and definitely did have some good surprises. It did, like w- which we will get to in a second. Yeah. See, it's like I keep say, like wanting to like, well, we'll, let, we'll get to that later because we have to talk about this part first. But then that part is what? Yeah, like, well, I, honestly, again with this because of the standardness of some of the elements. Yeah, I feel like the I feel like we can jump around. On this yeah, one. that's fair. So, yeah. The 2016 people, they, they set up the camp, they have their uh, they have their pizza, they go explore a little bit, and then they come back and have 
loud, loud and raucous sex. Well, uh, well jo- George and Sarah do. And then uh, Simon tries to initiate another three. This is the second time in the film that Simon has tried to has tried to initiate a threesome. Mm-hmm. The first one was in the pool where he tried to have you know the sister join the brother and his girlfriend. Yeah, uh, but this the, time uh, Simon actually wants in on it, and yeah. they. Yeah, Lizzie basically says flat out, like, yeah, um, I graduated college. My experimenting days are over. Mm. So, which is a cute line. I, it was cute. Yeah. As a bisexual man, I only took mild offense by it. <laughs> but uh, also, we skipped out. We, we did forget to mention there was a good bit when they were driving to the campsite when uh, Lisa, the Earth Mother, uh, is informed that they're going to the Amityville house, and she goes like, "Or yeah, we're going to Amityville," and she says, "Amityville, Amityville," and mm-hmm. I, I kind of liked the reputation of the town and or the house preceding itself. But yeah. so, at, yeah. the, at, at some point, they run into the the redneck with the gun and the dead girl, who is very poorly acted. the The actor is the co writer of the film, but mm-hmm. they they should have gotten somebody else. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean... I know. Give yourself a cameo on that budget, you know, you're you're going to be on set. He just seems, he he is the most laissez-faire guy, redneck, looking for his daughter in the woods that I've ever seen. If I was to, based on performance, pick who the writer was out of the cast, it would have lent towards that. As a writer, I know what kind of acting I can give. I would have, see, that's why I would have thought they were the, uh, the video game clerks. I can see that too. Yeah, like, like that's the thing. There's a bit where they ask, like very much in Blair Witch fashion, they ask people out in, a, in Amityville uh, about the reputation of the Amityville house, and so of course they talk to two guy, two clerks at a media store. Like there's a lot yeah, of VHS like, tapes and arcades. It's like a re, it's like a yeah. retro '80s store. The sign said "Game Swap." Yeah. Which I feel like is the actual name of the shop, probably. Oh, so, you know, I'm fine oh, giving them a plug. Hell yeah. Anytime you can, you know, plug a comic book, video game. Buy local, baby. Gaming stores, yeah. And I saw, like, bags of dice and all that. So, if you're in the area of... Waynesboro, Ohio is where this was filmed. Yeah. Um, hey, check out the game swap. Uh, looks like they got a lot of good stuff there. Indeed. But, yeah, um, they get some of the background on the Amityville mm. as we learn it. Then um, uh, Lena also, like, after the delivery guy, so the delivery guy had given her a bunch of the background about the place being haunted, she goes to the library. Yeah. And she finds a very nice, ornate book, um, but has a history of the Amityville house, her house, then the history of the potential fraud on the claims and all that. Like, it yeah. talks a lot more frankly about... I appreciated that. Yeah. People think that it might have been a scam and it might have just been to sell books and make movies. And... Yeah, wink, it wink. was nice to It was nice to incorporate Wink, that. wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Uh, but then... So, a night passes uh, in 2016 and... As far as I understood, they were supposed to go to the Amityville house... They decide for whatever reason not not to go, and George wants everybody to stay another night in the woods. Mm-hmm. To which, which everybody says, fuck off. Yeah, and also, uh, in, in, during the night, George took Sarah to the Amityville house, the house that Lena was in. Mm-hmm. They don't go inside, they just kind of look at it, mm-hmm. and then they go back to the campsite for some reason. 
or they go to the house for some reason. It didn't make any sense. And then the next day, uh, you know, because like in the fir- when, when they arrive in the woods, they say they only got forty minutes of daylight left. So okay, set up camp, as opposed to just going earlier in the day. Right. Uh, but okay, and then we'll deal. You figure they'll go to the house the next day, and then the next day comes, and it's like, uh, not only are we not going to the house, but we're also not leaving. Like, what are we? What What are we doing there? Yeah, I, I George's plan did not seem to be much of a plan in, at all. No, but having known what is that whistling noise, are you hearing that? Oh, it's a train. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a train nearby. Talking about the Amityville, I I, I want to know what all the noises are. <laughs> Sorry, folks. There's some noise in the background that I don't know what the source of is, and because we're talking about spooky movies in October, I really need to know what the source of the spooky noise is. Yeah, and in my neighborhood, there is a train line uh, about a block and a half away that sounds like a screaming banshee. Yeah. All hours of the night, too, So, and sometimes because of how the tracks run. It'll rattle parts of the house, oh, and so sometimes it'll feel like somebody's jumped on my bed when a train goes by, and that's a great feeling in yeah the middle of the night. Yeah, that's not good. Speaking yeah. of, there, there, there's a couple of really good growl noises in the 2016 woods. Mm-hmm. Like that was like, ooh, man, that is a disturbing noise to yeah. hear when you're in the woods in the dark. Yeah. What is that growl? What are those mysterious lights over there? What is which we don't really get answers on. No, we never do on those lights. But they, they like when the when the second night starts go, getting too scary, we do get a fun little like inversion of the Amityville trope. We like where it's like it kind of the woods become the Amityville house in terms of supernatural and horrible. And so you have the uh, our group of filmmakers leaving the tents but taking their backpacks and i thought that may have been like a joke in terms of we're leaving the like we 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 left we left our stuff we we left the house and left our stuff here we're leaving the house but keeping our stuff and i thought that was kind of funny and or we've been i've watched too many of these and now i'm just looking for jokes where i can find them no it felt felt at least (laughs) a little intentional yeah um but everything is starting to go bad in 2016 uh, I think first they find like George, Simon goes wandering off on his own, and uh, finds the ghost, and then dies off screen. Mm-hmm. We see his dead body, or we see like a part of his dead body, like right up close to the camera. But then like Lizzie shows up because they had gone off together, and then they split up because they have never seen a horror film. Yeah. And uh, when Lizzie finds the body, she freaks out. But then when she picks up the camera to bring it back, because again it's a light source. Uh, they do a good pan over Simon's dead body, which that, that was a nice heartful shot, I thought. Yeah. So she races back um, to try and let everybody know, like, we need to get the fuck out of here now. But then there's a weird, awkward group hug that doesn't look yeah. cathartic or supportive at all. Not really, no. And then Simon realizes, or no, um, Simon's dead. Mm-hmm. George realizes he's got a radio. So we spent about two minutes oh where God. they can hear something, but not hear something. Yeah. But Oh, yeah, and this is also after they supposedly walked. Like, they try to leave in the middle of the night first, oh, right. and they yes. walk. With the, they say they walk 90 minutes in one direction and north. end up, they yeah. walk in north, and they end up back at their tents because the woods are alive. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah, they they are apparently trapped there. They yeah. try the radio. That doesn't work. It's Which, how did you not know you f- had a radio before? Yeah. Literally, George says, oh, wait, I have a radio. They've been out here for two days. Um, George has a very punchable face, in case you're wondering. Yeah. George basically is acting a lot like Brad Majors at this point. Like, yeah. Damn it, I knew we should have had that spare tire fixed. Or well, Again, hey, what about... Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. But, like, with the radio, I thought, maybe this is all a prank. Maybe, like, George is doing these things on purpose to freak them out. Mm-hmm. Including, um, just right after that, the aforementioned scene where George can't see the ghost that the other person is seeing in person and through the camera. And exactly. we see through the camera. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe he's messing with people. Maybe he's hired the, like, the, the redneck and the quote-unquote ghost mm-hmm. to appear. Which would have been cool, or that would that would have been a different sort of thing, not not that what they went did, went with was bad, but just like oh that would have been different and terrible. Yeah, but instead um, he just he's keeping on keeping on. He wants to keep with the footage. He wants to yeah do the experiment. Um, Lisa, who is seeing the ghost, the Earth Mother, goes off to find the ghost, and she starts going a little nuts. She starts mm-hmm. talking in a very childlike way, which. It's like more than just, oh, I'm trying to, you know, put the little child at ease. Yeah. Because like the, 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 ghost, the, the ghost girl is like five foot and change. Like, she appears yeah, to be a full-grown woman. Not the tiniest. Woman. No. Of children. Yeah. So she's talking in a very, like, kitty voice, but more... It's kind of like, it sounded very Evil Dead-y in terms of, I'm not doing this to make the girl feel okay. I'm just kind of losing mm-hmm. my mind. Yeah. And yeah, she's staring out into the woods, and then, and then we just find her dead. Yeah, we find her, like unceremoniously dead. Very big close up on her bloody face. Yeah, and then they and then there were, then there were three. Yeah, and the others walking along. Um, they find her, and then they turn around, and Lizzie's gone. Yeah, the sis- sister's gone. Yeah. We don't see Lizzie until a couple shots later. There's a match shot of the. Uh, it's basically the camera still laying in front of Lisa dead, same angle. They don't yeah. grab the camera, mm. and we see somebody dragging Lizzie dead through frame. Yeah, but yeah, no eyes on who or what. And at this point, like right before that scene, uh, when they realize Lizzie has disappeared, uh, George gives Sarah his girlfriend the camera, tells her to go to the Amityville house because this is how dire the situation is. Mm-hmm. We're all dying. Your only safe bet is the haunted house we were supposed to go to or something. In the first place, yeah. And then George runs off into the woods. Sarah makes it to the house, lays the camera down, but don't worry, the camera's still on, mm-hmm. and uh, sits perfectly in frame and is just freaking out. Yeah, just really, like, not having a good time of it, and you're wondering what angle it's going to come from, and... Yeah. I actually at one point thought that Lena was just going to come into the room and say, oh my god, little girl, are you okay? Yeah. Or something weird like that, but no. At this point in the uh, the 1997, uh, which is fun, we at, at the beginning of the movie, you get these uh, title cards that explain where the footage is coming from, and that for, you know, marketing purposes, we have altered certain, we, ha- we have called it the Amityville haunting or whatever. Yeah. And, um... But we, we get the uh, 
we're told that Lena's story ends on April 15th, 1997, and her videotape footage has the date in in frame every single time. And so you really get to see the, like, her, it helps add to the pacing of her mm-hmm. story. And so on the night of uh, April 15th, she tries to go to bed, the camera turns back on, she sees something that is terrifying, and the thing moves in such a way that it makes the cam- puts the cam- turns the camera all the way around. And just as I was getting annoyed that, you know, we're hearing screaming, but we're not seeing the whatever, Lena runs into frame trying to get away, which is like, okay, good. You set up the next shot. Good for mm-hmm. you guys. And then she unceremoniously falls down the stairs and breaks her <coughs> neck off screen. Was that on screen? No, you hear the thump. The camera. You hear, the, you hear, you the, hear thumping. the thumping. And then somebody picks up the camera. We're going to get to that. Right. We're, okay. We're going to so, get to that. So yeah, she runs off screen and you hear some thumping. Yeah. And then uh, we cut back to 2016 and Sarah's in the house and somehow George shows up. Yeah. George, who had been off looking for the others, we assume, if not being the murderer of all of them in the first place. Indeed. Uh, George comes in and tries to calm her down and says, don't worry, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be all right. We've got this taken care of. And then he pulls the gun out that he had brought with him as well. Um, Should have mentioned that. Eh, Damn it, Chekhov. Your rules! Mm -hmm. And puts it in his mouth and blows his brains out. Yeah. And it was like, I'm not disappointed with him just apropos of nothing killing himself in front of sarah but at the same time when he's like hey it's gonna be okay everything's gonna be fine i thought like oh and now we're gonna reveal that this has been a gag this whole time mm-hmm. and that's like okay you made it to the end and here's what yeah. here's what we were doing because he sounds very convincing of like he thinks it's all good yeah he really like he's like no 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 everything's everything's good everything's fine this is all you know a big misunderstanding, like Three's uh-huh. Company, or yeah, um, and then yeah, he shoots it's himself all a in the head. Surprise party for you. So he has definitely lost his shit somewhere along the yeah. way, and again, it might have been him that killed everybody. Mm-hmm. Very, very possible. It is very possible. I hadn't considered that, but yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we still don't know who the ghost girl was in relation to George. Well, uh, or I, why he couldn't see her unless she's yeah, controlling him. That's fair. But yeah, he is not. He has become not himself, and he kills himself, and, and then leaving we, her freaking the fuck out. And then that's the that's the end. We see is Sarah. She's just in the house freaking out because mm-hmm. then it cuts back to the 1997, and uh, the camera is still on the angle of the uh, the door to the staircase where uh, Lena fell down. Camera gets picked up, tra- like go- goes down the stairs, and you see Lena's body down at the end. And then a hand comes into frame, taps Lena on the stomach, and says, Tag. And then the camera turns around to look at who's holding the camera, and it's Lisa the Earth Mother from 2016. It, it, it could, from the angle, it might, maybe it was Sarah, but it looked more like Lisa. No, she had the facial piercings. She had the the lip piercings. Yeah. Uh, Sarah and Lisa have a very similar body type, but Mm -hmm. different hair. uh, By this point... Switching the footage style and... It was black and white at this point. For the night scenes, it it was black and white, but it... uh, Yeah, she had the lip rings and stuff that Lisa had, so... Okay, gotcha. I'm pretty sure it was her. And also, she's talking in the the, the little kitty voice. Right, 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 right. Yes. 
So yeah, so it ends with her having jumped back nineteen years yeah. into the footage. The like I don't Or the house. Yeah. It's just this is not the first one, Amityville, to have time travel as part of the gag. Mm-hmm. So you might go go back and listen to Amityville, it's about time. That's the one that has time travel. A lot of it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's about time. Get it? I think we probably made that joke during a few the times, day. but then so did they. Yeah. So yeah. Um, well, it doesn't necessarily makes like it doesn't explicitly make sense as no. an ending. It's just weird enough. Yeah. Like, it's not the kind of ending that says, "Oh, well, screw you." That you know, you just this feel, feels like they built to a thing that's intentionally mysterious. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's not tacked on. It, it's not a, we didn't know how to end it. And so mm-hmm. here's some left field thing where now there's a werewolf or yeah. a vampire. It's just like, oh, somehow this, like, this is, we're connecting these two stories together now, which uh, uh, as the title cards of the beginning promised, there would be some connection between these two stories. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. there wasn't for a very long time. Yeah, and I say a long time. It's a seventy-nine minute movie. Yeah, <laughs> but and I feel like they echoed each other very well. Which, as uh, we found out, bef- like after finishing the movie, but before hitting record, yeah. um, you had found that the entire ninety-seven footage was shot in a single day. Yeah, well, all, all of Lena's footage was shot on one Sunday, and weirder still. According to the IMDb, the Lena story was not part of the original cut of the film. Mm-hmm. So, what? Yeah. Like, like I, I don't know how you make just... I don't know how you sell the movie where it's just the 2016 story. Yeah, the 2016 story on its own did, again, have the most common of the um, mm. found footage movie tropes. Yeah. It did play those... Yeah, just the way they normally play, more consistently. It didn't have the same, like, inventiveness and spark that the 97 no. stuff had. That definitely is what I, I prefer more in the movie. Mm-hmm. This stuff in both I like. Yeah. But um, and just the way the 97 stuff really, honestly, helps the pacing of it and, like, cutting between them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's hard to imagine this movie without all of that. Yeah, because, like, it's definitely, that's all the Amityville stuff. And yet, the 2016 scenes, they're going to Amityville to do it. Yeah, they mention enough of it. Yeah, Yeah, that it it wasn't like this was retroactively turned into an Amityville film. Yeah. Uh, And and the the 1997, we we completely glossed over, there's a lot of poltergeisty activity. Oh yeah, there's uh, boxes being Uh, thrown, like the final range, she'll leave frame. Box gets, you know, shoved a little bit. Yeah. She comes back into frame, and then it just full-on throws itself at the wall. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's a cute half a gag. Oh, what? Fuck. Now, there you go. Yeah. Um, the Lena stuff was very reminiscent of uh, one of the segments in the first VHS film, where it's a segment where the, uh, the girl is Skyping with her boyfriend, who is somewhere else for... Uh, I, I think family reasons and mm-hmm. she's getting she's noticing weird things happening around the house and everything is a gigantic metaphor for gaslighting uh yeah it's one of the better segments of that yeah movie. but um and so i was a little worried that it was going to be like weak sister uh a weak sister version of that but mm-hmm. no the lena, that julia gomez playing lena by herself was really effective yeah and 
through the whole movie, very believable, and through all of her face, like, being upbeat about getting the house, dealing with, you know, the gap, dealing with, you know, the situations, blaming herself for things. Yeah. I don't know, just she, everything she, about her character really felt natural and honest. Yes, except for the aerobics. The they aerobics, felt... They, they felt f- fake. Uh, My mom used to do aerobics every morning. I know what aerobics look like. Well, I know what aerobics are supposed to look like, but also, um, back when I was going to the gym more often, I would walk back. I would walk past some of the aerobics or Zumba or similar mm-hmm. uh, spin. Like yeah. there will be the classes, and there will be times where you walk by and people are really doing it, and then you definitely walk by and see the times. Where somebody thinks, if I go in there, they play music, and I just flail kind of in the style that they're doing, mm. I'm getting the same workout. Uh-huh. But I have definitely seen people who will watch it on TV and think that they're doing the thing that they're looking at, and it doesn't look anything like that. Yeah. So I can believe her aerobics, especially <laughs> saying that she didn't quite know how to do them in the first place. Yeah. And yet she had the perfect unitard or leotard. Oh yeah, great right outfit for it. For it. So, same no, with the that, gym. That, same that. with the gym. They will buy the outfit. They will <laughs> absolutely buy the outfit to look the part. I'm calling shenanigans on that. But mm-hmm. but full credit to her for like she finds like the traditional Amityville. The walls are bleeding. Uh, oh, yes. moment, and yeah. then she's like, I checked the pipes, and they were rusty, and that was that, because mm-hmm. she is dealing with the situation in front of her, except for the fact that her husband is dead. Right. It's like, but if yeah, you ever that's, you know, the walls are bleeding. Well, it's clearly a demon, or there might be problems with your house. Yeah. I already know there are problems with my house. It's full of flies. It could be the devil, or it could be a house that's been empty for freaking ever. Yeah, much like in uh, Amityville 2, when uh, the, the mom uh, turns on the faucets and it's red and then it turns clear and it's like, ah, rusty pipes. Yeah, exactly. Because she doesn't know that they are doomed. Mm-hmm. You don't know you're in a horror movie until it really starts kicking in. See, only if you're doing life wrong, always assume you're in a horror movie. Like, well, that's look for the sign. I do that. And you were still alive. Hello. Against many odds. I'm saying. But uh no, this one it like it it it's more of a good movie than not. But Absolutely. it's definitely not great. Like I don't think we're ever going to hit great in the series no, in yeah, the yeah. in the traditional sense. But I will say that for what we've been watching, this, this one was... Uh, this was definitely better than uh, a bunch of the ones that we've seen. But, like, it definitely needed a second draft. That, I feel like that was the Lena stuff. I feel like the Lena stuff was the second draft. To for the 2016 correct. stuff. Right. <laughs> so maybe a third draft for Polish. Okay, fair enough, fair but, enough. But no, I feel like, I mean, it's again, to their credit, if they, for whatever reason... Going back and adding her stuff, whether they watched the first one and it was too long and didn't go anywhere, or whether it just came in short on runtime, or they just recognized the need for something. Yeah. For whatever reason, they did that extra shoot, and I feel like it made a world of difference oh, in both parts working. So, oh, good most on definitely. Them. Yeah, no. Resale value for this one is very high for me. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. I'd it's watch just, this again. Yeah. It's just, there's certain, like, the, like, well, you when we were watching it, we would be like everything would be going, going along fine, and then there's like a line that is either bad or worse. There's a line that's missing. Like there's like they should be saying one other thing to explain mm-hmm. what is happening here. 
and or like at the I, I do remember at the beginning there was a lot of times when I was like ahead of the movie where I was reacting and yelling at the movie and then the characters in the movie would be repeating verbatim what I was saying. Was like, mm-hmm. God damn it, this should like, not be the same thing. Yeah, and like sometimes like barely a half a second out of your mouth and they're saying it, which also leads towards, oh, they're acting like people. Uh, th- and that's true. No, yeah. it, it, it is good. This is a good mm-hmm. Amityville movie. But I think I'm annoyed that it's not a great Amityville movie. Yeah. Because it really was just right up to the line of it. Yeah. It was... Like last week's, the Amityville Terror, that was a great Amityville movie. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> and this was a lot of fun. Yeah. Could have used a little bit more on-screen violence, but I understand low-budget movie. Yeah, Which, exactly. Uh, it, does, it is a good-looking movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the, digi- the digital 2016 and then the VHS 97 both look very well shot throughout. Yeah. And... I'll even I'll even give a pass on the on-screen violence, just for the fact that that might have been a tell whether it was George doing the violence or not. Yeah, true. I mean, his name yeah. is George, and that yeah, that, that does reference you know let's go yeah the original uh, going crazy though not killing his family but like yeah. I can see that being a thing. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, Amityville, cool. no escape. Mm-hmm. Recommend. Absolutely. And now next week, we are looking at um, one of the non-Amityville Amityvilles, and we discussed ahead of time that we are going to go ahead with this one. Tom um, will complain only the barest minimum next week. Yeah, because this one is, uh, I believe it's the Unspoken, uh, as it was released here in the U.S., but internationally it was released as, translated to English, uh, The Origins of Amityville. Uh-huh. The reason we are going with it, um, even though in English-speaking countries it was never released as an Amityville, is because it does feature... Uh, Neil McDonough. Yes. Uh, you may know him as Damien Dark from the Arrowverse DC TV shows. But more importantly, as a Sergeant Reich in Ravenous, and anything that is tangentially related to Ravenous, I will give a look. Yep. So, because ravenous. Yeah. Plus, you know, there's not enough Amityville movies for this podcast. I swear to fucking apparently. god! I swear to fucking oh, god, god, Patrick. They yep. made another one. I was in the Walmart, and there's Amityville Moon. Mm-hmm. There's another Amityville. Yeah, I think Already. there are three or four scheduled to come out this uh, week. Well, it's October. They're targeting for it again. No, we record these in advance. In case anything happens to us, if the house comes after us because it's been listening to these podcasts. Because oh the house does know how to drive, but we don't know yes. if it can get all the way to Baltimore. The house has agency. Or wherever they're well, from. We got to L.A., so we're not out of the range LA. of its influence. Dear God, we aren't. So, yeah, oh, we're just man. trying to bank as many of these as we can before the house looks for revenge. Before, like, we've got to be able to get to the end of it. Like, like we can't keep doing these forever. God help us, we're going to have to do, like, periodic follow-ups and, like, oh, they made another one, so now we have to make another one. I can barely stand you as it is. <laughs> we're going to have to do I this think, in perpetuity. I think we're going to Lutz out by the end of this. Uh, yeah. Lutz out. Ooh, like it. <laughs> like, I like, like, I, I like you, I, I like using the phrase Lutz out as opposed to, uh, DeFeo it or something with DeFeo because Lutz didn't murder anybody. Right. <laughs> I mean, he, he just he just went nuts and mm-hmm. went freaky. Uh, yeah, definitely got a bit aggro, a bit 
yeah. tetchy, if you yeah. will. Yeah. Luckily, I am just a calm blue ocean at all times and never overreact to anything. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Patrick. Stop laughing at me. Anyway, until next time. <laughs> stay safe, stay home. <laughs> and get out? And get out. Yeah, ooh, yeah. Get out. If you want to interact with us online, you can check us out on Instagram or Twitter at Amityville Show, or you can send us an email at podcastamityville at gmail.com.